Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today is our last sermon in this series, What Not to Do in a Horror Movie, and today I want to talk to you about picking grapes and surfing with sharks. Picking grapes and surfing with sharks. And I want to talk to you about what this video is about. Um, Many of you guys sent me the Geico commercial. You guys know what I'm talking about in just a second, where there's this group of teenagers. They're in, like, apparently a, a murderer or somebody is trying to get them. And somebody's like, why don't we go into the basement of this creepy house? And there's a car to their side that is running. The keys are in it. The doors are open. It's a convertible. The top is down. And the girl's like, why don't we get in the running car? And they're like, are you crazy, right? And they go instead and hide in a shed behind chainsaws. And um, you're like, why would you do that? Why would you choose to go that direction with those people when it's a stupid direction to go. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. It's about the company you keep and the choices you make. The company you keep and the choices you make. And man, this, this is such, such a big, big message for us today. Um, as your pastor, I, I, my prayer is that you, this message doesn't, you don't just hear it, but it gets inside you, Right? And that the message gets you and you get the message. And so I'm going to invite us to stand across this place. Stand to our feet real quick. I'm going to ask us to extend our hands like this, right? Extend our hands like this. And I want to pray. Lord, we come before you today. And God, I pray for every person that is here, every person that is watching online. The Lord, we would let go of any preconceived thoughts, ideas, man, strategies, habits, and that we would just let them go, and we would let your word be fresh and new and powerful. That, Lord, not our habits, but your word would dictate our life. And that, Lord, we would just yield and surrender to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys can be seated. Hey, today, as we get going, there's three things I want to give you, three things I want to give you, um, three points that we have today, and this is one of those messages that um, I, I, could, I could preach without notes. I'm not going to because I would go forever long, but um, it's just inside me, and um, immediately when I talk about choices and company, every grandparent and every adult's like, I hope my teenagers are listening, right? Like, I hope, I hope my kids are listening. Hear me, adults and grandparents, I hope you're listening. Man, I hope you're listening because I've seen way too many adults in the recent months destroy their life because of choices in company. And I'm not talking to teenagers today. I'm talking to teenagers, but I'm talking to the 85-year-old. You think you just, your, your, your expiration date is done on this. It's not, it's not a piece of bread, right? It's your life, And so today I want to give us three things about our company and our choices. And I want to start with choices, and here's the first thing. If we will watch and be wise about the choices we make, your choices will watch over you. If you'll be wise and watch, if you'll watch and be wise about the choices you make, your choices will watch over you. One of the things that drive us crazy in horror movies is that people keep picking Stupid options, right? 
They keep doing stupid things. You're like, just pick up the gun and shoot him, right? Like, cut his head off. Run, don't get, if you know there's a killer shark in the water, the alternative is to not get in the water, right? Like, like I think I'm just gonna go rinse my, my cut off. No, dummy, that's stupid, right? And so, um, you, you, like, what makes a horror movie or a scary movie a scary movie are the dumb choices and the choices that people make because it leads them into situations that they shouldn't be in. And can I tell you what we shouldn't do in a horror movie? We shouldn't do in life either, right? We, we make decisions and we make choices that put ourselves in situations that we were never intended to be in in the first place. And Proverbs says this, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15 through 16, says this, only simpletons, let's stop there. By simpletons, the Bible means this, only foolish people, only fools, right? This, we, would, we would say it this way, because we don't really call anybody a fool unless we're Mr. T, right? I pity the fool, um, but just dated myself. Some of you are like, who's Mr. T? Um, but we would say irresponsible, only irresponsible, only let's, let's really flesh this out how we would talk on throughout the week, only dumb people, only stupid people. Well, that's not very nice. That's how you'd say it, though. So, um, only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent, the wise, right? The cautious, carefully consider their steps. Think of this this way. Like, when I carefully consider my steps, I think of myself in the backyard when we haven't picked up after our dogs. And I am carefully considering where I step, because if I'm not cautious, I step in a mess, right? And the same is true with your life. If you are not cautious about the steps you are taking, you are going to make a mess of things, right? They carefully consider their steps. They think before they step. They think before they act. They think before they make a choice because they understand this choice I'm making now is going to lead me to a choice next. And the next choice is either gonna be easier or harder based on the choice that I'm making and the step that I am taking now. The wise are cautious and avoid danger, right? So, so think of being on a highway. There's something in the road, and if you were in a Prius, God bless your soul, but if you're in a Prius and you're driving, some of you are like, what's wrong with a Prius? Nothing, um, I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, but you're in a Prius, um, or you're in a Ford Fiesta. I drove a Ford Tempo growing up, right? I get it. If, if I, there's no way I had any clearance in that Ford Tempo. So if there was something in the road, it wasn't a matter of going over it like my truck. I had to get in another lane and I had to take action to avoid what was ahead. It's saying this, the wise are cautious and they avoid, they see danger happening, they see what's coming and they take action to avoid it, right? But fools Plunge ahead. I don't care. It's not my car anyways, right? I'm gonna plunge ahead with reckless comfort. What, what, what could really happen, right? And we see this happen all the time. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only 16. What's the worst that could happen? Right? I'm, I'm 20. You know, it's not, that, it's not that big of a choice. It's not that big of a decision. What's, what could this possibly lead to? And can I tell you, the beginning step for alcoholics is this. It's only one drink. It always starts with one choice that they never thought would end up over here. 
Well, Justin, you're being paranoid. No, I'm being truthful. I'm being truthful. The person that is in debt up to their eyes and they're getting ready to have to claim bankruptcy. Well, it's just one you know, expense that we were, it's not in our budget, right? It's one choice that you're making that led to this. And this is in our whole life, in our whole gamut. Teenagers, it's not just a small choice. Every choice you're making, hear me, is a big, big deal. Adults, every choice that you make, your everyday choices are a big, big deal. And here's why, because the choices you make come with a payoff or a payment, right? They either have a payoff, they're either a reward or a price that you have to pay. And we don't like to think of it that way and we say, well, Justin, I'm not having to pay for anything yet, but check out what the Bible says in Galatians chapter six, verse seven through eight. Don't be misled, don't fool yourselves, right? We are great at fooling ourselves. We're great at saying we are the exemption and we are, it's just not true for us. You cannot mock the justice of God. You'll always harvest what you plant. And we talk about this only in good realms of good things, right? So don't get tired of doing good because at the right time, you're gonna harvest a, a blessing of righteousness if you don't give up. But can I tell you, the opposite's true too. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And here's the simple truth. And I say this all the time, and if I could put this in your head and make you listen, not just hear the word, but apply the word, understand this. Your life and my life, every single one of us here and watching online, your life is the sum total of the choices you make. It's true. No matter the state, your marriage is a sum total of the choices you have made as a married couple. As a teenager and as a college student, your life is going to be the sum total of the choices you are making. Well, but just I've got plenty of time to recover. Absolutely you do. But I hope this wakes you up and that you draw attention and you realize the choices I am making right now, it's going to make my life. And some of you, what you're choosing, you don't want. Right, you don't want to reap what you're choosing. Well then, the alternative is for you to choose something different. Because if you will watch over the choices you make, your choices will watch over you. Somebody in our church that, um, she has affected my life, it's not my wife, um, and it's not in a big deal. So some of you are like, whoa, we're gonna talk about boundaries next week in our our relationship series. But, um, Affected my life in, in a really great way. Her name is Cindy Newsbaum, and it is about the way she picks grapes. Um, Cindy's on the second row here, and if she has a spiritual gift, it's picking grapes. She picks the greatest grapes ever. They're always crunchy, they're always good, and like we were at a retreat, and I was like, what? Like her and Steve were sitting, I'm like, how? How do you do it? Because these things are like eating crack, and she, she, she told me her secret. She will go to Costco, she will go to Sam's, she probably didn't want everybody knowing this. Like if there was a scripture, it'd be like Proverbs 31, and she picks grapes, and her family rises up and calls her blessed, right? <laughs> um, and so um, she, she, she gets there, and she goes into Sam's or Costco, and she opens the cartons of grace. And I'm like, okay, that's new. I'm still listening. I'm in. And she's like, and I make sure they're crunchy. And I'm like, well, 
how? Are you like eating grapes? She's like, no, I just touch them. I'm like, so you touch everybody's grapes? She's like, yeah, I do, I do. And if they're not country, I don't, I don't, I don't grab those. And I'm like, okay. So here's what's happened. And, and full transparency, I don't go to the grocery store a lot, amen. So, um, so my wife's not like, oh, you are a liar. But when I do go, when I do go, now I am picking out the grapes, right? And these are not from Costco or Sam's. But I'm, I'm in there and I'm like... And if they're not good, I put them back. And I just start lifting and I start, well, maybe we're doing green grapes. Maybe we're doing purple grapes. Maybe we're doing black grapes, right? I'm not prejudiced. I will eat a black grape, a purple grape, a green grape. Doesn't matter, right? I just want a crunchy grape. Because here's the reality of it. If you're eating a soggy grape, you're just eating a raisin and those are gross and those are nasty and they're not gonna be in heaven. So I'm just letting you know, (laughs) life's too short to settle for soggy grapes, right? And if I set a carton down and a lady comes or a guy comes and picks them up, I'm like, how dare you, right? Like, though, you are just settling. Poor choices lead to poor decisions, leads to poor destinations, right? Like, I'm just like, she, she's, she, I've become a picky picker, right? And some of us are more picky, if we were to be real honest, we're more picky and careful when it comes to pr- picking out our produce and our groceries, then it is the choices that we make on an everyday basis. Oh, well, I'm not sure about those bananas. I've got too many spots. They might turn. But you don't think about who you date on Friday night at all. Are they just good looking? Okay, I'm in. Really? So you're going to tell me you're going to be pickier about grapes than you are about who you date. Right? Well, I, well, it just looks good and it sounds good, so I might as well just spend money on it. Really? But you don't have the budget to do that. And our decisions are leading to chaos for our life. And the decision in the moment and the choice in the moment doesn't feel chaotic, but it's what it leads to. And here's the deal, and here's what I can tell you. Every one of us, if you want a crystal ball moment for your life, an ability to be able to look into the future, here's what I would tell you. Just tell me what you're choosing right now. Tell me what you're choosing today because the choices you make today determine where you will be tomorrow. Here, I'm going to repeat it because some of you need to hear that. The choices you make today determine where you will be tomorrow. Proverbs chapter 2 says this, for the Lord grants wisdom. Stop. If you don't know what to do, if you're dealing with a tough choice, a tough decision, and you're like, man, I, I, I don't have a lot of wisdom ask. James tells us to ask the Lord for wisdom and he will grant it. If, if, if that doesn't work, get into the Bible and read the word and apply the word. Even when you don't like it, read the word and apply the word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, right? That's how it works. For the Lord grants wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding and he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Let's stop. Don't say your situation's something different than it is, right? Your situation's not gonna get better unless you get honest about what your situation and what your life is. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity and he guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then, here's the result, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair and you will find the right way to go. That's huge, For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. And here's the promise. Wise choices will watch 
over you. If you will watch the choices you make and you will do it in this realm, the wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. Be careful. Be picky about the choices you make and your choices when you do it God's way and the way that he instructs will watch over you. The second thing I would tell you is this. You make your friends and your friends make you. You make your friends and your friends make you. One of the great things about growing up and one of the scary things about growing up is your mama doesn't get to pick your friends anymore, right? Oh, you can't play with little Johnny, right? Because he, yeah, he, no. Just stay away. But you can go play with Brian because I like his mama. His mama's uglier than me, so I'm okay with you playing with him. I, I'm just sorry. Um, <laughs> they can't lead a Bible study because they're too good looking. Anyways, um, you make your friends. As an adult, you get to pick your friends. You get to choose your friends. But hear me. The flip side of that is, the effect of that is, and none of us are exempt of this, oh, I'm an influencer. No, you're not. Your friends make you. All of us in this place, no matter our age, no matter our stage, we are not just influencers, but we're influenced. This, this proved so true this past week. Uh, last Sunday, I was on a surfboard at this time. i be honest, I wasn't thinking about you guys at all. Um, I was thinking about not drowning and not getting eaten by sharks. And so um, it was, I surfed for a long time that day. My last day, it's gonna be my last day to surf all year. So I was about, I spent about four hours on a surfboard and um, the sun's going down and I try to not surf too much during the evening because it's dusk and sharks come out when the sun goes down, if you've ever seen Jaws, right? Um, but we didn't really have any options. We'd been busy that day. And so I'm out on a surfboard and while I'm out there, I didn't get in a fight with an old man, if that's where you think this is going. Um, Self-control, growing equals changing, come on. Um, and so I'm on the surfboard. There's this guy fishing off this jetty, um, which is not really cool because he's trying to draw in big fish. And I'm like, not cool guy. Um, so, um, and we're by this jetty and the sun's starting to go down. And if I was to be honest, in the back of my mind, I don't think about it too much, but in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, do I look like a seal right now? Um, is, there, is there sharks nearby? And all of a sudden, this has never happened. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this lifeguard drives up in this truck and he gets out with his megaphone and goes, just so you know, and this is what I hear, blah, 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 shark. <laughs> when I heard him say shark, this is what I heard. This literally went through my brain, right? <laughs> and I'm like, did he say shark? And I keep hearing the music going, and I'm like, he said shark. And I don't know all these people real well that are surfing and boogie boarding around me, so I just start swimming in. I'm like, shark, and I just start swimming in. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. Good luck. My best friend's son is in the ocean with me. I'm like, good luck, Drew. I hope you've made it. Hope your 13 years were good, because I'm getting in there. I'm going back to Oklahoma. I got some purpose and calling to my life. No sharks gonna take that away from me. I'm swimming in. I get there. I look behind me. Everybody has swum in that I don't know. And I get up there and I run up to the lifeguard and I'm like, so, so, what'd you say? You said something about a shark. He's like, no, I was talking about don't swim too close to the jetty. I'm like, you are a jerk, sir. 
Who gets out of the lifeguard truck and like, um, just so you know, blah, 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 be careful about swimming close to the jetty. Like, that's the dumbest. Like, you only get out and say something to people to freak them out if there's a shark in the water. And here's why I'm telling you this, because what I realized in that moment, even though I didn't know all those people that were around me, I still had an effect on them. And the people that you are around and the people you surround yourself, even if you want to not admit it, they have an effect on you. And Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Whoever walks with the wise, not whoever has great intentions, Intentions don't get you to your destinations. Choices and company do. Whoever walks with the wise, the effect is this, you become wise. But the companion of fools, doesn't say fools suffer harm. It says those that hang out with fools do. Here's why. Because fools make foolish choices, right? that lead to foolish places. And those foolish places are a place that you end up regretting ever being. My question to you today is this. Are you walking with the wise? I'm not talking about are you around a bunch of smart kids that are in calculus class, no. Are you walking with the wise? Are you walking with the foolish? Because they're gonna have an effect on you. And I got to tell you, your, your mom, as annoying as she was, God rest her soul, she was right. <laughs> your dad, even though he was in the short bike shorts for mowing and, you know, the wife beater, and, and you thought he was, didn't know what he was talking about, they were right. When they said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, they were right. They were biblical and they didn't even know it. Right? They're quoting the KJV and they didn't even know it. Right? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Bad company always has an effect. And here's the thing you pick and you choose your friends and you make your friends. But hear me, the simple truth is this. Your friends make you because they have an effect on you. All of them do. They have an effect on you. And here's the danger. When you get around friends, here's what happens. And this is a great thing about friendships. This is a great thing about company. Is that when you're around friends, you start having little inside jokes. Right? There's something that can happen and, and something that can occur. And I can talk with some of my friends, and we can say the phrase Dippin' Dots, and we get a little tickled, right? Because there's a story that goes around with Dippin' Dots, right? And so it makes me start thinking of funny things. And, and, and I can say biscuit to some of you, and some of you are like, no, he didn't, but he did, right? And, and you're like, oh, man, I'm such a biscuit. And so some of you are like, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening, right? Because it has meaning because you and your friends find this phrase, this moment, funny and it's a good thing right and you start thinking like your friends and you start having a sense of humor like your friends and you start creating memories with your friends and here's what happens because of all that they have pull they have influence because they have access and when they have access and when they have influence here's what happens what they say is okay is okay 
What they say is bad, yeah, I shouldn't do that. What they say is good, is good. And it's not just about your behavior, but what this verse is actually talking about is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, his second coming, right? And it doesn't just bleed into your behavior, and it doesn't just bleed into your choices. It starts bleeding into your theology. And so who you choose, hear me, it matters. It is a big, big deal. And don't try to minimize what you should be maximizing in your life and as a role that people have. Your choices that you make will, will watch. Man, if you watch the choices you make, they will watch over you. And who you make as your friends, those friends make you. They influence you. They have a huge draw on you. And so the honest question is today, who's your people? Who's your crowd? Some of you, man, you have a gift of finding the worst person to hang out with. I'm like, how do you do this? Like, oh, yeah. I, I need to stop because I'm about to say something I don't need to say, right? So, who you choose, the choices you make, and the group you hang out with, your friends, has a huge impact, right? So, so here's what I want to leave us with. It's my last thing. Pick the right friendship so they lead you to the right destination. Pick the right friendship so they lead you to the right destination. Because here's the simple truth. All of us are on a journey to somewhere, right? And the choices you make and the people you surround yourself determine the destination. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 says this, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. What, what I have found is we are all motivating people towards something. We're all inspiring people to something. And are we inspiring people to love and good works? Are we inspiring people to compromise and bad decisions? Are we inspiring people to integrity and character? Are we inspiring and motivating people to lie and to cover up? Because if they are, they are having an effect and you are the only, your parents can't do this, spouses, your spouse can't tell you what kind of influence those boys and those girls are having on you, you understand what they are motivating and what they are pushing you to. And are they pushing you to acts of love and good service? Or are they pushing you somewhere else? Because here's what I know, here's what I know. I know this, I know this. Bad friends equals bad choices, right? Which equals bad situations, which equals bad and regretful outcomes. But good friends equals good choices, which equals good situations, which equals wise and significant outcomes. In Mark chapter two, verse one through five, it says this, a few days later when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home and they gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. And some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. And since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, the friend's faith, not the man's faith, the friend's faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. 
Later on in the passage, he actually heals him, and he, this is where he says, man, pick up your mat and walk, right? And he picked up his mat, and he starts walking on. Can I tell you this story right here? This passage of Scripture is why the company you keep matters. This story right here is why it is huge about who you are keeping, because your friends are either getting you closer to Jesus, or they're taking you further from him. It's true. They're having, it is well, they're not really having an effect. No, they are. And you're just trying to fool yourself. Don't be misled. Right? When Paul says it, he's saying, don't fool yourself. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't think you're exempt. Bad company corrupts good character. And your friends, don't be misled on this, are either taking you closer to Jesus or they're taking you further from him. Some of you would say this, well, Justin, I, don't, I really don't know if they're having, if they're taking me closer or further. I really don't know the answer to that question. If you were to say, are they taking you closer to Jesus or further from Jesus? You would say, well, I, I really don't know. Then let me say this and let me push back. Then you know. Can I tell you, I know when people are drawing me closer to Jesus. Because it's just not common. It's just not, no, I know when people are inspiring me to get closer to the Lord and I know when people are inspiring me to get further away from them. And let's flip the script on this for just a second. What kind of friend are you being to those that you're around? Are you being one of the four? Their, their friend couldn't get to Jesus, but thank God he surrounded him with four people that could get them, get him to Jesus. Are you the type of friend that no matter where your friend is, no matter what's going on, oh, I'm gonna get you to Jesus. Man, you may have made a stupid decision. You may not have listened. You may have just had a lapse of judgment. From, but I'm going to have the corner of your mat, and I'm going to get you to Jesus. Because I can tell you this, all of us have moments where we're the one on the mat, and we need to surround ourselves with people that are taking us to Jesus. And all of us at one point have to be one of the ones that are on the corner of the mat, and we're taking other people to Jesus, that we're getting them closer. What type of friend are you being today? Because the simple truth is Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Let me end with this. Um, I have a, a, a fairly good friend. And um, in, the, in the process of life, he has made stupid decisions. Right, stupid choices. And it's not lack of, it's not because I haven't said something to him. Um, he has everything a person could possibly want materialistically wise. Like if you said, hey, it'd be nice if I could, he's done it, right? It'd be nice if I could drive, he's got it. It'd be nice if I could travel, he's traveled, right? It'd be nice if I, I mean, just pick whatever you want and he's done it. But can I tell you, as a result, he is the victim of not applying this message. And here's what I have found out. No amount of money can insulate you from the bad choices and the bad company you choose. And in the process of making bad choice after bad choice that he didn't want to get found out, right, of surrounding himself with people that he shouldn't because they were telling him what he wanted to hear instead of what he needed to hear, what has happened is it has taken him from 
this being his life, to now he has ruined his marriage. He's ruined his family. Oh, he's still insulated by money, but he has no fulfillment in his job. And the miserable part is he's got the whole world and he's got nothing. Can I tell you, today it's not just about, man, I'm trying to keep you from regret. I'm trying to lead you into purpose. Because Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. And if you're going to have that full life, then you've got to make choices based on his word and the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you and directing you in all truth. If you're going to live this full life, then you got to make your friends in a godly manner because your friends make you. So choose and pick your friends and watch over the choices you make and make sure they're leading you to the right destination of having a life that is full and abundantly that God came to give us. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And, and Lord, my prayer in this message is just like we came to start the service off, is that we would get rid of all of our preconceived ideas, all the excuses, all the opinions, all the habits, that we would let go of them, and that we wouldn't listen to a man's opinion we wouldn't even listen to a preacher's opinion, but we would listen to your word. Lord, we would listen to the truth of your scripture and how it guides and directs and corrects. Man, it may make us mad. It may make hurt our feelings, but it, it does what's best for us. Lord, your, your scripture says that your word will not return void. And so, Lord, I pray right now that your word would go out as we have let all of our preconceived ideas out, that we've let go, and that your word would go forth in hearts, in lives, in actions, and that it would, it would make the impact that your word always does, and that it would not return void that it would lead to change, that it would lead to wiser choices, that it would lead to us being pickier pickers, and that, Lord, we would just be walking and make sure that we are being cautious and purposeful about walking with the wise because the alternative is to suffer because we're hanging out with foolish people that are heading a foolish direction to think there's going to be no consequences to the choices and the actions they are making and taking. And let us understand today there's a better way for us to live. And it's your way. It's not necessarily easier, but it's better. So Lord, I pray today there would be an exchange and there would be us implementing your word so that our life might be different. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.